the morning sickness relapse with uh, intern Jeremy. All right. How's it going, Johnny? Are we starting? We're I was starting. texting. I was very busy, Jeremy. Yes. It's going well. Thank you. You're a very important man. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> so how's it going? You just asked me that. I said you, I was fine. No, you need to be Jesus more enthusiastic. Christ. We're going to restart this. All right. I'm fine. Thank Thanks you. for asking. You How take, are you? Are you taking Eric to Tactical Black? How many Black? pillows does this thing have on it? <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, They're for decorative. Like a woman decorated this room. Pillow, <laughs> it was. It was dumb. Lousy <laughs> with pillows. Um, am I what? You're taking Eric to Tactical Black? Yeah, today? Eric expressed interest in going down to the old uh, Tactical Black House of Brews, so I'm taking him with. In his state of mind, yeah. is it a good idea to give him, uh, to allow him to turn his body into a weapon? His body to- is, uh, A, never a weapon. B, um, probably best for someone like Eric to learn how to fight since his mouth is always getting him in trouble. Yeah. But they'll teach him how to de-escalate things. Is that is it possible to teach Eric to de-escalate? Um, we'll see. Maybe he'll just become the company bad guy. And we're like, all right, here's... And we'll just let him in a cage at Tactical Black and say, all right, here's an asshole and he's going to start coming at you. See if you can de-escalate it or if you need to destroy him. Oh, they just start using him as yeah, the bad guy the bad at the prop. bar? He's the he's everything. He's Mr. Bungle. He's everything you never need to be. And then they show, here's what you shouldn't do and that'll be Eric's example. They're like, this is the typical asshole you'll find yeah. at a bar that's had too much to drink. Let's bring him in, everybody. This is the incel we've been talking about oh, and he comes boy. charging in the room. So yeah, it's it'll, it'll be fun though. It's good for everybody. Eric will do good. Yeah, and he's, this is his first time, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's ever gone. It'll be fun. Yeah. And you saw the Joker earlier this week. And, yes. and you you seem to be a fan, but not a fan at the same time. I'm um, confused. Well, here's the thing. Sorry, I'm being texted. I have <laughs> mixed feelings about the art of movie making. Are you not recording? Yes, I am. Well, what are you looking at that for? I'm just... just mo- I'm going to ask just a mo- question. Look I'm at the person. I'm monitoring the situation. What are you situation? looking over there for? Because I'm making sure everything's good. Something over there I should know about. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so the art of movie making and filmmaking is on display here in the best possible way. Um, the, the message and the movie itself, I don't know what it's about or if it's about anything at all. It's about... Um, it's supposed to be commentary on how mental health is handled in this country right and it does a great job of that and somehow or another that's not my problem you know what i mean like you watch it and you're True, like yeah. i go to the movies to get told uh, this like this is the message like be careful if you don't start doing something you know the whole the whole country's going to explode into this nightmarish murderous and it's kind of doing it so I, I think the movie itself is so well done. I don't know if the Joker's the right avenue to tell us about mental illness. But I think, and I had this discussion with somebody else, I think the reason before for that is they're going to get a lot more people going to this movie because the name Joker's attached yeah. to it than if it was just, hey, we're Very making true. this new movie with Joaquin Phoenix about the dangers of mental health and how Very it's treated, true. and it's just a crazy guy. Right, it's Th- very it true. It would be an indie, you know, uh, probably cult following film. Yeah. That's very true. Um, however, um, I, I guess that makes sense to me that they use an established name to kind of make that happen. Um, but it's also dangerous geez. because you're assuming that the masses that would be attracted to just seeing a big blockbuster movie right. are going to be able to comprehend the message that's being put out. Yeah, there. I, I mean, I can understand their message of mental illness and all that stuff, but it's just, it's um, I, you have to see it for me to, to say how I feel about it. And how I'm people seeing it say, Sunday, yeah. You, you, you just like, 
it's too real. It's you know the phrase the truth hurts, and sometimes you just don't want to hear it. But I think that's the point. I think that's but the I point. know that's the point, but still so you don't want to hear it. It did its job, but it's also I could see where it just be like where it's going to make people just go ew no uh, screw this like I wanted I want less to do with it. It didn't make me want to say we've got to do something. It made me think oh there are probably a lot more of these that I don't want to know about. And I'm going to turn more of a blind eye to it because that's just a horrifying world. And I know that sounds bad, but people dealing with depression or miserable mental illness uh, and we don't deal well with it makes people like me who are normal say, I want to be further from that than anything. I don't want to help this. People try to help. But see, that's the that's the wrong attitude. Uh, well, that's what this movie did, though. This movie made me say, stay far, far, far away from anybody that's that's going through this. Yeah. There's no helping them is basically what it said. But you kind We've tried of, to help. You've yeah. been, you know, he goes to this therapist and he's done stuff and he's on pills and he does this other thing. And it's like, but yeah. But the problem is, is from what I've seen, the therapist, at least in his eyes, has failed him. Right. But, well, the system, it's says, all the system. The he system even says fails. like, you, you don't, don't listen. listen to me. Well, that's, that's the, the thing. And, and she's going through her thing because she's a, a, a social worker. And in the movie, at one point, she kind of says, they don't care about you or me. Like, we're just we're, we're just both in the just system. plugged yeah. into this room because we have to be here. Yeah, and this I is my job, and you I don't have to hear be here. Court I'm not qualified to fix you. I just write prescriptions for you and hope for the best. And so it's kind of this hopelessness. There's a hopelessness to it that that it, there's no uplifting, redeeming moment of going. We've got to do something about this. It's this. By the way, it's spiraled out of control. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Get used to lunatics. Yeah, and that's kind of the feeling. It's like I that's don't what you want that it. kind yeah. of outlook, and it does. It's just a movie that that's it's disturbing, and it and it's supposed to be, but it's not entertaining. It's not a movie that's entertaining. It's just, I mean, it's great, well done, amazing looking, kind of like wow, I get it. You've captured everything you're supposed to, but in the end, you walk away going, God, I feel horrible, Did it and make, not for anyone, just horrible in general. In general. Just yeah. yeah. Did it make you like? realize why brady kind of just goes around with life with those oh, rose colored glasses on it makes you did you help you understand brady a little more it makes you understand brady and it makes you um like i'm not a i'm not the type of person once i want to see the darkness of things yeah but i don't want it like just shoved down my throat in a sad way and i think you go to the joker and you kind of expect that ha they took away all the fun of the joker to make their point so i think your mindset going in has to be you know, the Joker story is now all about mental illness. It is not about Batman and his wacky, you know, ways and how yeah. he bucked the system. And it, it wasn't that. It was pure evil, not evil, pure sorrow and uh, just disease. And it might have been, and, and obviously you didn't get the message that I think they're, they're, they want you to get out of it. But again, I think that was their point, like... We, we got to stop dressing up mental illness in a clown costume and it being funny and wacky. This is real. I think that's the point is they're saying like, we've always done this with mental illness and crazy people. We've always tried to play them up as over the top and it's goofy. Yeah. And, but that's the problem. And that's why our mental health system is in the state that it's in because we keep ignoring it that way. I, guess. I don't think that it may not, the, the message might not come across well, but I think that's what they're trying to do. I think that that was the point of it was, Look at how bad it is. This doesn't end in a happy ending with Batman coming in to save everybody because there's no such thing as Batman, but there is such thing as crazy people like this guy that turns into the Joker in yes. this movie. 
And no, there's no superhero to but save in the day. It, they bring Batman to the party. Mm, Bruce a, Wayne in a, and Thomas. In a way. Right. So they're still trying to remind you, hey, this is a Batman movie. But I th- again, it's just, I, I, it's just so dark. You don't want anything to do with this character yeah. anymore. It's it's too evil for this. You know, Silence of the Lambs had a darkness to it that was just nothing. But it was such a psychological, like, oh, got to catch the bad guy. And in the end, they catch the it's, bad. See, guy. that's the thing. But that's unfortunately that yeah. most of the time that's not real life. There's tons of cases, yeah. serial killers, murder well, cases. I don't that want go on real life. That's why I go to the movies. True. You know? but, but yeah, so you're you're starting. Is it is it is it always been like that, or is that in, in no? Old I think age? I think it's always been like. Well, what the hell was that? I don't want somebody's problems with no solutions. I mean, a story is a beginning, middle, and end, not a beginning, middle, and there you go. And that's yeah. kind of what this is. It's like beginning, middle, and here, and uh, like leaving Las Vegas and other movies where you're like, I'm just watching a sick person die or get worse. Yeah. And the redemption quality that movies usually have. Sometimes you can have a movie like, wow, there's no redeeming ending to that. And, and it's just what it is. That's this. There was nothing about the Joker. Jack Nicholson was dark. He burned people with acid and all that stuff. Heath Ledger was dark. I mean, he blew up a hospital. And, but it was always that, ooh, that Joker. Yeah. And that was the line. Ooh, that Joker. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just a precarious, awful thing. Yeah. There's nothing. This is just this at is all pure mental illness. Is, and we're showing it, it to you. And there's a couple moments when you're like, it's just, I don't know. It's just dark, and not a fun dark. I love dark, but there's a certain line where you're like, wow, this is just. Yeah, I, get, I mean, you I get text it. Eric I get your when point. his mom was done. <laughs> oh my god, Eric can't see this, and anybody who's had a, a parent yeah. pass recently cannot see this. There's Ooh. no way. Would you alert HR in your company if there was someone you worked with that said, you know what, I really liked it, and I understood why he was doing what he was doing, <laughs> yes. and I was rooting for him? I would talk to that person immediately. Well, like, what are you talking about? There's someone here that said that to me earlier today. No kidding? Young Dominic. He said, I loved it. John was wrong. I was rooting for him. That's not true. I swear to God he said it. Rooting for him to do what? The things that he was doing as the movie progressed, whatever bad acts he was doing, he's like, I was rooting for him. He's like, those people were treating him like garbage. They deserved it. I was like, oh. No. I was like, well, Dom. Nobody treats him like garbage, really. I was like, you're doing a great job, Dom. Everything you're doing here is great, and I love you. Society <laughs> treats him like garbage. No individuals. Yeah. I mean, there's individuals who do him wrong, but it's his inability to cope with anything that is not going his way that makes him sick. So there are people who are like, oh, you wronged me. But his inability to Society handle it. Society is wronged him so in his eyes. But it, so to... to kind of say what dom's saying is if you're in a state where you can't control what's being done to you your best way to to handle it is to lash out and that's kind of what i think an unstable mind watching this will see you don't understand what i'm going through you don't understand my mental state and the only way to make my life matter is to go this direction yeah. is to be an anti-hero is to be the shooter you but know, I don't this think- is a celebration to me it turned out at the mm. end to be sort of a celebration of James Holmes, the kid who shot up Sandy Hook. Uh, it's kind of a, you get it now, and you're like, no, I'll never understand that style of crazy. What I want to do is continue to call that crazy and point it out when we're young instead of trying to coddle crazy at an early but see, age. see, we're not doing that. We, we are doing that. We're not co- pointing out the crazy. Well, no, no, we don't point out crazy anymore. Yeah. We try to say everything's fine. He's just got a little disorder. What we need to do is say crazy is crazy again, not get rid of them, 
but put them in special places instead of trying to uh, you know inter- in, uh, integrate them into everyday life. We need to separate them from everyday life and treat them. Yeah. And that's what the movie's trying to say without saying it is, you're trying to toss me back into a society that doesn't want me and I don't want to be part of it. So I'll fix it. But that, And it's dangerous to the mind. To me, it's dangerous to the mind that sees it as an answer. But and I think some people might. But that's, I, I don't think it's fair to, to put it on it that way because I think it's given an excuse for more crazy people. And it's just like when they blame violence for video games it's the same thing if somebody if somebody right if somebody says snap, well i went snap. and shot up that theater because i saw a movie they were gonna snap no matter I agree. Who, regardless but you look at that and that's not new that goes back to like uh um the great gatsby is it the great gatsby the who's the holding call oh the catcher in the rise catcher, yeah. catcher in the rye is something that these guys have a manifesto for I, I understand what you're saying and i think that snappers are gonna snap but snappers have never given been given a movie that says, this is for you. And this kind of feels like it's the movie for the guy about to snap. It's it's encouragement for the guy about to snap, not yeah. not the jumping off point. It's the it's the end point. It's the we're in the air now what point. Yeah. And it's a little different in that regard. And that's why I think it's too dark for me is because it, it seems to be targeting that person who's nuts and saying, we get it. Nobody likes you. There's only yeah. one way out of this. And then so other stuff when you're like, yeah, video games are violent and violence will make this person more violent. Nobody's ever saying, here's why it's violent and here's what this builds to and here's the only answer to it. And that's what this kind of does. And it's a little bit different to me because I don't think violence, you're right. I think somebody who's bananas is going to watch a video game and go, this video game made me do it. Or read Catcher in the Rye and say, yeah. Catcher in the Rye made me if, do it. I think if the Joker didn't come out, there's going to be something else that's going to trigger them and is going right. to either inspire them or finally push them over the edge. But I think this gives them a smile and a wink to say, I really get it now. I have an answer. Whereas sometimes, and you're right, it's it's... I think the movie makes you realize there's nothing you can do. That's how I walked away saying it's hopeless. Nobody's doing anything and it's too late. And that's kind of what it feels like. It was just it was just too much of the mirror spinning back saying, prepare yourselves because this is going to be the norm. Yeah. And it's weird because I didn't want a movie to do that to me. And it didn't, like, look, I walked away fine. Yeah. And joking around, and I'm not worried about it. But it does, it, it, as a movie goes, I could see in the wrong hands. But that's true of most things. In the wrong hands. Yeah. It's it's an answer rather than just a movie. And movies are just this is Todd Phillips, the guy did The Hangover. Yeah. And and to make this big of a statement, t- t- you know, I, I the dangerous thing to me is this sounds so old that kids are going to watch it thinking yeah, it's boy. a Batman movie. Yeah. And some kind of average Joe is going to go watch this thing, and this is the Batman thing. And it's an again, it's amazing. Four out of five stars unbelievably performed. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. The backstory is great. I just think that there's this anxiousness to it that feels yeah. painfully awkward. Yeah, I think it, it just might have been their, their message just might not be coming across like they anticipated or hoped or whatever. You know, But again, it, it is an issue because a couple of years ago, I had told you about this and people in, in uh, the Phoenix area probably heard about it. My, my friend's wife went to yeah. a nail salon one night, 7 o'clock at night, minding her own business, and some guy came in and stabbed her to death. Yeah, We found out later that the guy lived behind the nail salon. It was completely random. The guy had no family and he 
had a severe history of mental illness, but unfortunately he was not being checked on by the state, by a caseworker that he had because there's not enough of them in the state and they're overwhelmed. So he slept through the cracks. It was completely random and there was no motivation. And it was just because the guy was sick. He had an illness and wasn't being checked on. Right. So my friend and his kid, he lost a wife and his kid's, lost a mom because of just somebody slipping through the cracks now maybe this isn't gonna do what it was intended to do but i i do tend to side with anybody that says we just want more talk about mental illness because we it's too taboo and look at what happens because i mean i've had it directly affect me in my life no and that's it's and it's true but more talk about mental illness leads to more nothing done and i think more action but what's the action because what can you do you just go out hire more social workers that are underfunded and or do you place more personal responsibility on the people looking after a mentally ill human being we'll never get rid of crazy is always going to be a thing yeah but you know it seems like you pill up somebody until they're 18 and then they're off on their own yeah and that's to me the danger of society saying nothing's wrong with my kid you have to recognize something's wrong with your kid that movie we need to talk about kevin I don't know if you've seen that. Uh-uh. John C. Riley, Tilda Swinton. It's unreal. I think Ezra, what's his name? Uh, Miller. Was that I don't Ezra know. Miller? He was the, the the Flash. Yeah, yeah, that's a guy. He was the kid, and uh, it's basically just parents having to try and reconcile the fact their son has something wrong with him. What is and it? The that- mom knows, and the dad's like, "He's fine," and it's this thing like, "No, we have to know," and you know, you don't talk about our children that way. And people who just won't accept the fact there's something really, really wrong without saying, oh, it's ADD or uh, he's got a little bit of a disorder. He's hypersensitive to light. And they give you pills and the kid gets numb and stays numb his whole life. And then when it's time to actually be, he can't handle anything. And that's the bigger issue. We need to talk about mental illness with the parents, not the mentally ill. Yeah. You're you're expecting somebody that we are admitting has... A broken brain in yeah. some form or another. And then we're that, not putting you, a cast you, Why are you not being right. responsible for yourself? We're not fixing the broken brain. We're not putting a cast on it like we would an arm. We're numbing the broken arm. Yeah. We're basically saying it's never going to heal, but here's more medicine so you never feel it. And then when you need that arm and it's broken, you're like, yeah. what? That might, it shatters. Yeah. So it's kind of well, that. It, it's, it's kind it's, of an awful way of saying it's on the people with who have turned a blind eye to their own. Yeah. If your kid goes crazy, it's not always your fault. But if you've been recognizing it and taking him and putting him on pills and keeping him numb his whole life and all yeah. this other stuff, nobody wants to talk about that because that's too personal. I have my kid on Will Butrin and I have my kid yeah. on this and I have my kid on that. And it, it, it is kind of uh, an unfortunate statement on most parents' tactics at this point is to pill them and they're, they look good and feel good in so everything's some, okay. In some aspects, but when you're being told by professionals that you're supposed to trust and who are supposed yep. to know more than you and they're telling you this is what's best right it's tough to because I, i'm gonna be honest with you i've been through this with my son and, and him being on the autism spectrum right. first at first when the first few signs were popping up when he was about two years old i wanted nothing to do with admitting to it right um i just would i straight up told my wife i was like no he's just being a kid and i realized because i didn't want to admit whether I was going to be embarrassed or whether I felt like I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to handle it correctly. I didn't want to admit that my child, and this is most parents, my child might have something quote unquote wrong with him or something different about him. Right. But then I realized I'm doing a huge, mainly I'm doing a huge 
disservice to him by trying, again, like you said, turning a blind eye to it and just, uh, nope, it's just kids being kids acting different. Yeah. But, you know, I've taken every step up until this point. He's six years old now. This has been a four-year process. Right. We have stayed away from medication. He's not currently on any medication. We don't really have plans to put him on medication. Our main plan is just obviously finding out how he learns and how he ticks and then getting him into behavioral therapy right. to help him learn coping But mechanisms. isn't that you doing all the right things is yes. what I'm saying. It's on you yeah. guys. And, and I realize right it's stuff. on me. It's on me and my right. wife. And at a certain point, yeah, there's going to be people who are like, no, they need this medicine. But I think we do it at, at it's you know, too, parents it's, like, please fix this now. It's too much of a quick option. Right. It's well, yeah, you guys have to work to make this and people don't have time or energy or effort or, or the desire to admit, no, this is going to be a years long process to make this kid functional in society and i just i just think that we've quit on that and that's kind of what the joker says in the movie i know it's a it sounds weird saying oh joker's this important it's really not but i do think that the danger in the presentation isn't for normal people we're gonna go and like it or not like it um but i do think if you really kind of sit again i always use the example when till from romstein came on stage in the suicide vest (laughs) and you sit and you, you just look around like oh yeah it you was just, just you too just felt much. A little it was, tingle in your spine. It was too really much like to it. say. He brought me back. He took yeah. me out of the cloud and placed me down and said, "You do realize right now you have no recourse if somebody goes nuts." Yeah. And he walked out in that suicide vest and lit it on fire, and you're like, and in your brain you're like, "Oh, this is." He's making you comfortable with it. What if this is real? What if he's the one? Wow. And this has been, you know, and your brain just goes down these avenues, and that's kind of this weird kind of. Mm, I can handle almost everything. Don't bring, and I could still take it, but don't bring that up. Yeah, it's you know, it's the abortion at the table. You just sit and talk about it, and somebody just had an abortion, or we know we've got an, and you're like, so how was your abortion, Janet? And <laughs> the table gets real weird. It's just it's stuff you don't bring up in certain situations, and but don't you think that that when people might feel be vulnerable, problem though. No, no. I think there's I think there's a healthiness to recognizing this, reading the room and saying, well, just because uh, we're not all thinking about it doesn't mean we have to. You know, when we're all enjoying a meal, we all just don't throw our forks down in the middle. We go, Do you know how many people are hungry? This is bullshit. <laughs> you guys are enjoying this. It can't be a constant reminder of all the negative things in life. You have to you have to enjoy it. And so, yeah. Do I want to feel vulnerable and then be reminded of it? No, no. No. And that's kind of what this does. Like the like in a concert, when you're like, I know this could go crazy. I'm going to trust it doesn't. Yeah. And I'm going to let go. And then the guy on stage comes out and goes, remember how horrible that one event was in England? Could happen here. And you're here. Are you having fun? And you're like, I'm not having fun. <laughs> you're like, I, yeah. I, 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 all the fun is gone. Yeah. And Joker has that element of like, you know, this could be anywhere you go, this type of person can pop in because nobody's doing anything. And it's more of that. It's more, how do I live my everyday life? After, Knowing that, that that's yeah, out thinking there. Like, I don't want to be reminded of that. I know it's there. I know all this. I know mental illness is not being handled properly. I know it's a discussion no one wants to bring up. Do I want to be reminded of it? No, I know. The, the, I guess it's just so ham-handed okay. throughout the movie. It's just in your face you're so just much. like, I get it. I okay. get it. When is the inevitable awful thing going to happen in this movie so I can go home? Yeah. 
And that's kind of how I felt. Watching. Did you ever feel walking out of the Joker movie that it would? That not only would you be like, "Wow, that, that made me feel weird," but you're like, "I kind of have insight into Brady's rose-colored glasses world yeah, and why he does that." You do, but it also is like those. That's a dangerous person on the other side of the spectrum of of knowledge. Like you understand, he, he can admit it's there, but you just you brush it under the rug. Yeah. Which is also dangerous. I think the difference between what I'm doing is going, I get it, I know, I know, and I'm uncomfortable with you constantly reminding me, versus, well, I'd just rather not know about it. Yeah. And I think the rose-colored glasses Brady puts on are very healthy for Brady because he doesn't like to deal with That's, that stuff. Because he, he doesn't have coping to. mechanisms. Well, he never had to deal with it. He was yeah. always told. And His parents made sure that you're that good. was blinded. Those are crazy people and we just avoid well, they had them living in the house <laughs> and he, yeah and, and they still didn't know he had crazy people in his home he and until he was yeah. told you know those were crazy people <laughs> as a 50 year old man we're the ones who told brady you yeah. lived in a house with insane dangerous people the dude was oh on my the parents wouldn't have drug. done that he just didn't want to accept that that was part of his life it it it, it messes up and skews the rose colors it, it takes and puts real color on. It's Pleasantville. Yeah. Everything you was one it, thing. You, you take, take them off, off and you're yeah. like, wow, the colors are beautiful, but there's a lot that comes with it. There's some ugly to it, yeah. too. If you want the beautiful, you need yeah, the ugly, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. Without hate, there is no love. What would make you feel worse? Uh, you know the feeling come out of Joker, but what if you had a son that liked to text girls his age and um, <laughs> ask them about their uh, He didn't fart. ask. He did not ask. He, he said what the... What Toledo it, said the girl said something about it. He said, how do you know about the queeves? We'll call them... We'll do the the pleasant plural of queeves. Yeah. Well, Toledo said that the exact exchange was the girl, in response to him saying something silly and dumb, said, you are a queeves. Yeah. And he said, how do you know what that is? I bet you can do that really well. And she says, and I can do it on command. And she comes back with this saying, I can do it on command. Because she's raised by monkeys. But <laughs> what's worse it, now? You, you, it oh, has to be worse. I need to text some people. <laughs> it has to be worse to be to be the daughter's parents in finding that out, right? That your daughter can do that or that she or that talks about it? Both of both, it. That they're both put, are bad. That she's putting it out for the world. Because as a dad, you're medical. like, don't you talk like this to anyone. Can you really do that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I didn't know that it was hereditary. Your mother oh, can do your it mother's too. been great at this. She can do the alphabet. <laughs> he's in a, for a world of trouble. He's got that trouble, boy. It's been about uh, there's been about a solid year here where there's. Yeah, 2019's the been a rough one, Toledo's boy. Yeah, BBC. Um, then, man, then Queeves. The girl with the Queeves <laughs> is not a classy girl. No, but... Uh, if she threw the uh, puke emoji in afterwards, like, I don't like talking about it, but she seems yeah. like, from what I'm understanding, to have bragged about this. But now maybe she likes uh, Toledo Jr. And, and she wants to... He said something about it first, so she's like, hey, maybe he likes it. into the air pocket? I'm 13. I know yeah. all about it. God. My Did uncle, you know my about uncle that fills me full of... I knew nothing of it. <laughs> I was surprised by it the first time it happened. I, in high school, thought that the Queeves were when a girl had gas in the front. <laughs> oh, so I'm like, was... oh, they just have gas in the front. Oh, so I think it's worse. It is worse. <laughs> until you realize, nope, that's not it. You cause it. <laughs> Depending on the position you yeah, choose, you, you push, can really you push all the air into that thing, and then you cause that noise. You cause it. By worst... popping your finger out of the top of the Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> oh. 
And the worst part is, is it just makes me have a lot of questions. But the fact that oh, it just involves gross. 13 year olds, it's like, you can't ask you any cannot, of these. <laughs> I just want to go to like her uncle and go, why does she know about this? I don't know. You do too. <laughs> you do too know, Uncle Bobby. Now, does Richard go talk to the parents in yes. person on the phone or shoot them a quick phone. text like phone. Like, you can't look them in the eye. You right? can't be in the room with these people. And and how do you, tell me about your daughter. I have to tell you. So tell, say Toledo comes in here, comes to you, say, John, I need you to write down what I should say to these people. I got to get this handled. What would you Our say? Our kids are having conversations that are very inappropriate. Um, your daughter and my son. <laughs> how do you dance around? Brought it? up quaves. <laughs> and uh, your daughter said she can do it on command. She's very my son laughed. He egged it on. We need to make them a little less graphic. Graphic. And See, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I've punished Alex by queefing, having his mother queef in his face. <laughs> That's what I was about to you say. think it's I funny? Think, Smoke I, the whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I, think, I made I, myself sick. I think the move should be, he should call them and be like, listen. Did I tell you I saw the Joker this week? My wife saw the text. She's a little self-conscious. She can't do that on command. Your daughter daughter is being a real braggadocious bitch. You should really get her in check. (laughs) I hate, I hate this conversation. And then the best part is Toledo turns turns to Eric and Brady. He's like, well, you guys got daughters. What are you going to do about it? What do you do? Oh. But see, it's easier. That's why I'm glad I have a son. It, I, That's why I'm glad I got nothing. It's not a it's not a good thing to find on your child's phone at 13. They're talking about queeves, but it's a lot easier when it's your son and it's not your daughter. I'm so glad I have no children. It just reinforces it every day. For I, you, I right? just you know, it's the old meme that that goes around that says when uh, when someone tells me that I'll never know the love of a child, and then it's just a picture of a guy drying his tears with hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. I just don't know how to handle any of this stuff. Well, I don't want to know how to handle it. And that's the worst this. part is parents don't either. Just mm-hmm. because you have a kid doesn't mean you magically understand how well, to They always tell stuff. people that because you don't understand, you don't have kids. I'm like, you're not doing a great job either. No. Because nobody, no, nobody, nobody has an answer for the queef conversation. And if you, oh, if that for word. Some, <laughs> and if anybody does happen to have a kid that you know was you know fairly – good when they were a kid didn't really run into any problems that wasn't any doing that they did on purpose that's just pure luck you're lucking into doing the right moves because you don't know what to do you just hope your kid doesn't find interesting things that you can't explain well and there's been a couple of them for mm. El Toledo <laughs> the BBC thing's funny I found that hilarious you can fix that this this queef girl <laughs> by the way worst superhero ever yeah <laughs> <laughs> You just get a, what's that smell? <laughs> it would have to be, yeah, it can't be Queef Girl. That sounds childlike. It's got to be Queef Woman. Queef Woman. And that's... Queef Linda. Oh, God. Stop <laughs> saying it. All they're right. gross. Chicks are gross. we got Halloween coming right around the corner. And, and going as Queef Woman. Yeah, that's the new one. There's yeah. always these costumes, and they want to make them sexy. And, and yeah. I mean, do you have a problem with that? Some people say, well, you should, especially, like, don't make cartoon characters sexy. I don't mind don't... any of that. Just not real people. So, so you weren't a fan of the Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers sexy Mr. Terrible. Rogers, or sexy uh, Bob Ross? <laughs> Some reason that one's all right. You're you're all right with sexy Bob Ross? Mr. Rogers meant so much to so many people. Bob Ross didn't. <laughs> he's going to mean a lot to some oh, bar the, guy in Scottsdale when she walks is, in there. Well, the bigger problem is is that the picture of the girl dressed as sexy Mr. Rogers is very sexy. So it makes you go, oh, they got the job right. I want to bang Mr. Rogers' girl. <laughs> 
Um, the the reality is, it's going to be a forty five year old housewife who's trying to hang on to something, dressing wildly inappropriate while she gets her kid out there, and she's her kid's dressed as a ghost or whatever at the door, and there she's standing in her hot pants and her half shirt as Mister Rogers, and you're like, I know what you're doing. You're <laughs> dying for attention. And you can't leave the house like this unless it's Halloween. It's an excuse to be a slut because you feel be lost. Real prevalent in Brady's neighborhood, right? Oh yeah, the the Gilbert. housewives dressed up as sluts. A couple of years ago, it was Harley Quinn. No, Harley Quinn. So many this houses. year too. There's a they just They're, dropped a trailer for a new, new trailer. movie. She's got new outfits on. It's it's gangbusters. The har- but none of them looked like Harley Quinn. I didn't see one housewife that walked up as Harley. There was, there was no Margot like Robbie's walking around. It's too hard. Yeah. You realize you're dressing up as Margot Robbie. Yeah. It's like me going out as Brad Pitt. People be like, "That's t- your costume's terrible." I'm like, "I'm Fight Club. I'm Tyler Durden." <laughs> no, you're not. Nobody knows. Yeah, you're just dressed as Tyler Durden. <laughs> You're ugly, Tyler Durden. Has has Megan ever been like, you know what? I think I'm gonna be sexy and and because she usually does the the face painting, right? Yeah, that's her go to. But has she ever one year been like, I'm gonna go as sexy Mr. Rogers? And you're like, that's not happening. No. <laughs> uh-uh. Did you for a second think I couldn't I hear sh- her? She was queefing so loud. <laughs> I couldn't hear. You're her like, words. can you keep it down with that? I there? can't. Can you just say? It's just a. It's like having the AC on. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like standing in a in like a factory of quiffs. <laughs> Did for a second though? Did you think like maybe I should get the sexy Mr. Roger no. costume for Megan and see not go outside of the house but give it a run and no. see if it brings back childhood nope. memories? No, no, <laughs> not at all. I can't. No, <laughs> just put a thong on and dance around as a stripper. Don't be sexy, Mr. Rogers. It's Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's not. God, I wish he was a hot woman. It's Mr. Fucking Rogers. I'm sorry, Wheeler. <laughs> And especially like you don't want to see someone in that costume right after you saw that documentary. That made me that openly weep in, yeah, a, in it public. Was, it was it was a great film. It just showed you how much this man was. Now I think the next step is to be sexy. sexy Tom Hanks, Mister Rogers. So you have to go as sexy Tom <laughs> Hanks because he's playing well, Mr. Like Rogers. It's like being sexy Private Ryan. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Oh, there's to, sexy soldier cousins. There are sexy me. soldiers, but if you go out of your way to be hot whore Private Ryan, what are you doing? What about uh, sexy uh, Pennywise the Clown? I've seen Fine. That. Okay. With that? Yeah, sexy clown. Okay. Sexy, terrible figure in life. Sexy Searhan Searhan. Yeah. Sexy, I mean, it's kind of funny now that I say it. <laughs> sexy uh, John Wilkes Booth. Maybe enough times. Sexy past. Hitler? Sexy Hitler. <laughs> that's a toughie <laughs> could you could, could I'm somebody laughing. pull There's, that off I, I like that not bad <laughs> not bad i think i like that could that uh, be the worst sex? sexy bin laden It'd be pretty funny though no awful yeah is it can it get worse than those i think the only thing is it's like sexy world trade center building <laughs> i'd like to see how that would be though like how do you make a world trade center sexy? you just you just the same way it's you made sexy chick? Mr. Rogers. You, you put just... a hot chick in a costume that says World Trade Center Tower One, and you're like, what's wrong with her? And I am hard as a rock. <laughs> Do you want there Fly to be a plane ghoul out this. there that does a uh, sexy John Holmberg costume? No, that's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Two impossible things. No. no. Man, what are you gonna, what's your kid going to be? Um, he's been saying he wants to be a vampire. Sexy? 
Uh, he hasn't specifically Automatically said, sexy. but if he picks it, I mean, listen, in today's day and age, you are friends with your kid is what they try to tell yeah, you. Man. And you allow the kid to make decisions. That's, that's what they, yeah, I get to pick my want. costume, but it was when we went shopping and like this, you know, they had all yeah, the plastic we, masks and those weird, oh yeah, uh, sweat screen suits, printed, those, yeah. those strange, uh, sauna suits that yeah. they put kids in for Halloween. And then, yeah, they just said on your chest what you are. Yeah. My first costume I remember was a Power Rangers one. It was that crappy bodysuit just kind of printed on and then the one plastic, hard plastic plastic that was just just on the face. With that little tiny mouth. With the slit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine was Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Which was eerily predictive of my future look. Yeah, it knew knew you'd be a (laughs) a bald sad sack. A bald sad guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of it. You're like, looking back now, there's a lot of road signs here. This is where it all began. I was just standing there in my my sauna suit that looked like Charlie's brown pants and weird yellow shirt and the mask and the baldness. Do you prefer that store-bought costume or like the kids that they're like, my mom would make mine by My mom made a couple costumes too. She were they good so. quality, or was it the kid that got made fun of because the parents were poor and couldn't buy him a costume? There was some of that. We, we, when I was a kid, you couldn't get Darth Vader. It wasn't available except for in the plastic with the bad plastic mask. So my mom went out and bought this amazing space helmet, black, and then sewed this cool costume with four stars down the front and this like cape and all yeah. that. But I was just some weird Battlestar Galactica knockoff. Yeah. I look like a generic bad spaceman. And Did people just said, Oh, you're a spaceman. I'm like, No, I'm not. I'm Darth Vader. I'm like, You're They're like, not Well, Darth maybe Vader. if your parents would have bought you a Darth Vader costume, kid. Right. <laughs> and then, and so that night I walked around with all this effort and energy my mom put into this. And the worst part was it was cold. We lived in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yep. And it was cold. It was all, yeah. And I had to wear big shoes because it was kind of wet out. And I remember my shoes were bad. So they didn't match I had the a coat. <laughs> like a nice, like a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader doesn't get cold. You're not Darth Vader. God damn it. Like space guy gets cold. Space guy gets cold. He's in, the, he's in the infinite region. Like, there's no... It's cold out in space. Now, do you dress up for Halloween? I know... I know. Uh, no, Megan I used to does. do the... I used, well, we're doing the Night of the Singing Dead. So... What night is that? That's October 25th at Copper Blues at Desert Ridge. So we'll do heavy makeup for that. It's kind of a Halloween party. We'll get that together in a big way. Um and yeah, we'll have that going. And then, uh, like the the zombie walk, I did stuff. Really, I I went way over the top with the makeup girl. Yeah, but I don't do Halloween. So you you're only gonna dress up if someone's paying you. There it is. See, I like that. There it is. Megan's just giving it out for free. It's <sighs> her nickname in high school. All right. <laughs> oh no. Now, what happens? You go home, and, and Megan's like, I'm glad you brought that up on the air. I've been meaning to tell you something the entire time we've been married. And then she farts on me, front farts? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I could do it on command, too. Check it, it out. It's so over anyway. <laughs> you have her bags back before she realizes what's she going on? She wouldn't have bags left. The fire would take care of all of her belongings. <laughs> You're just like, I don't need any of this, yeah. and just throw a light. Reef it out. <laughs> Blow on it. Oh, <laughs> It's like a it's like a hair dryer on low. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, middle of summer and that, that you turn the air on and the I car know exactly just what you're talking out. about. <laughs> it's just like that. But I understand just, it. It's just got a little little tang to it. Yeah, yeah somebody put a goldfish in the vent. <laughs> did mm. uh did a goldfish burp in here? Oh, What's yeah, the smell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be over. That would be a deal breaker. Yeah. Immediately. I mean, Any girl sense. that can front fart on command is not for me. 
I think I'd be it would more... be in the back of my mind all the time. Yeah. This is my mom, mom. This is a uh, uh, Petunia, and she's my new. <laughs> Stop it! She's my new girlfriend. <laughs> I want to show her. Not, I want to show her. No, she can't we're not control it. Don't. She's not. She's, I think she's I would be kidding. more upset at my wife because I'm like, we could have been making a lot of money at like bachelor parties with this, and you've been holding out with your mom. No, my with my wife. Oh. My wife was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> what about time, your mom? Why do you want to? I mean, I guess so too. I'd say, Mom, I'm like, you've been really missing out on some revenue streams here. I know you guys are getting up to to uh, retirement age. You need some extra oh. cash. You really should take advantage of this. There's a in, there's somebody on the internet will pay no. you a lot of money to do it in front of a camera. Not enough to pay bills. I, I no. Listen, those cam girls make a lot of money. Not old ones, Quiffin. Well, my wife's not old. Oh, I thought you were talking about mom again. My wife's a, she's middle aged. I wouldn't say old quite yet. I'm going to throw up on you <laughs> and everything you live with. And I know you like to text your mom. There's more. Has it been Has it been a while since you text her? Yeah. Why don't you throw it over and ask her if she's got that skill? <laughs> yeah, that's a way to break you guys. Hey, mom, no, we haven't talked hey, in a while. I got a question. On command, can you, you know, front fart? <laughs> yes. Go, uh, you're like, oh, mom, I was hoping it was a no. Thanks for asking. You get a little audio file. You just die oh, not no. to hit the play button. You're like, I want to hit it, but I don't. I'm not. I don't want to hit it. <laughs> no. You got vacation coming up. What What are the plans? We got Nothing. Toledo gonna. He's gonna. I die got a lot in Mexico. on my plate. I got a lot. I got a lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of Q research or what? <laughs> no, just a lot of stuff happening. Just things. I wonder if there's a, a category on uh, the pH for uh, for that. What? Pornhub. I, I understand. Is there, is there a category for it? You look that up. <laughs> yes, but you. No, I don't want to no. know a guy who's into it. I don't like a girl who brags about it. No. There are people that, that's a trailer like, park. It's I'm like not the Joker. Yeah. You, out of sight, out of mind. You right. don't that's know my rose colored glasses. I understand it happens. There's no real reason to discuss it. <laughs> I think that's a fair thing to have yeah. rose colored glasses oh, for. Oh, God. What a f- episode. <laughs> well, thank you, Johnny. Uh, whatever. <laughs> That'll do it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and downloading the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you download this podcast. And check out all the other podcasts on the podcast page on 98kupd.com. And make sure you listen to Holmberg's Morning Sickness, Monday through Friday, on the Big Red Radio, 98kupd.